Welcome to Stepping Into the Light with Julia Treat, a weekly podcast devoted to helping you open up to your own unique abilities so you can receive loving and supportive messages from your loved ones, angels, and guides. Hello, beautiful. Here we are once again. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am grateful that you take the time to listen. And I'm also grateful that I get to help many of you as you find your way on your journey. So I want to talk today about the time that I saw Jesus. It really did happen, and I can't wait to tell you about it. Uh, Before we get into that, I just want to throw out, for many of you that aren't aware, I have several ways that you can connect with me. My podcast here, I have a monthly membership that I have started called the BLC, the Badass Lightworkers Club. Of course, of course that's what I would call it, because that's what we're being asked to step up as. So the BLC, let me just tell you a quick bit about it. Um... You will get monthly meditations, monthly exercises, tapping exercises, channeled messages. You're also going to be put into a monthly drawing where I will um, choose a winner for a free reading each month. We are going to have a happy hour, wine optional, and a coffee hour. And coffee is a must for me. (laughs) So um, different times that we'll be getting together live and just having fun and getting channel messages, and perhaps even readings from me. So the BLC also, we will be supporting women all over the world. Uh, Portions of the membership will uh, go to a charity, one of my favorite ones, called Women for Women International. It is, or it might just be Women for Women, sorry. I'm not sure if I have that correct. But I have been involved with this organization for many years, and I have supported many sisters from all over the world. And what this organization does is it helps women who have been affected by war or um, are in like third world countries, but uh, mostly women who are affected by war-torn countries. And they educate the women, they help them find a trade or something that they want to do to make a living or to bring money in for their family. So they train them and they go all the way to helping them open their business, whatever it may be. And I just get chills talking about it because it's a beautiful thing as we are forging forward and and spreading our light with the world. It's just another way that we can support others. So through the BLC, we will support several sisters each month. And um, I will give updates on the women that we are supporting. And you will even have an opportunity to send letters and cards to these beautiful souls. So can you imagine how much fun it is or it will be for that woman who's been through so much and perhaps has, you know, two, five, sometimes even 10 children that she has to support, getting all of this support from sisters from all the way across the, the, the planet. So I'm so excited to announce that that is part of, uh, part of the BLC. And so membership, when you join the membership, um, a portion percentage will go towards that and we'll be supporting several sisters. Fun, fun, fun. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else there with the BLC. So check it out on my website, juliatreat.com. And just hover over work with me. And you should see a tab that says the Badass Lightworkers Club. So I'm excited. I hope you join me there. I also have my um, 
one-on-one mentoring and coaching packages, six-month and 12-month. You can get in now. I have a holiday special. It is $700 off for the six-month, and I believe $1,500 off for the 12-month. Now, first of the year, those are going up. The price of my packages, my coaching packages are going up. So this, if you have been on the fence, this is the time to commit. It is also the time energetically, like truly universe is lined up for us to take our leaps of faith, for us to move forward fearlessly and to team up with whoever it is that can help us get us, get us there. I have had coaches since 2008 con- consistently. Um, different coaches. As I reach one level, then the next coach shows up. And so I am currently working with a coach who lives in Bali. She is my business coach and she is helping me. You know, sometimes having a spiritual business, we struggle with seeing it as a business because we just want to help everyone. So for some of us, it's difficult to ask, actually get into the alignment of receiving money or compensation for what we do. So um, this coach has helped me in so many ways, and I am grateful for her. So I am ready to be your coach if it's calling you, if you're ready to step into your spiritual gifts or just begin manifesting your amazing and beautiful life, then we need to talk and do it before the first of the year so you can get in at that crazy awesome deal. Okay, thank you for listening to all of that. Now I want to get on to my story. So to give a background, just for some of you who may not be aware, I was raised a Baptist minister's daughter. And so I was raised in the church and I was raised learning about the Bible and all the teachings. And I was also raised to learn all about judgment (laughs) because um, quite honestly, in organized religion, a lot of time there's so much judgment. And this is not a, don't email me and blast me with nasty messages about bashing religion because I am not doing that here. I am just saying that it did not work for me. The rules, the judgment, the condemnation, that does not fit into the connection that I have with the universe. Okay, that is not the God that I connect with. God has never been judging us. He has only been loving us. I can promise you that. If you take nothing else but that away from this podcast, then I have done my job. So I was raised knowing all, you know, about God and Jesus and, well, I mean, I knew about angels, but we didn't, there wasn't a huge emphasis on them. That's something I learned as an adult, how much these amazing beings could help us if we called them in, but that they're not allowed to unless we call them in. They're not allowed to interfere with free will. So I learned about the angels. And then I learned about the ascended masters, but it's not even just learning about them, you know, reading about them and and learning about them, whether it's through oracle cards, I began to tap into their love. I began to connect with them on a much deeper level to where, you know, I can hear them, I can speak with them. It's crazy. Like I even, for again, for some of you who may not know, I get crazy awesome pictures of stuff, not just hearts. I find hearts everywhere, but I can literally just take a picture of the sky where there's some clouds And I can look at that picture later and there's something there, either a face or um, some kind of object or it's usually faces though. And just recently, I caught a cloud that looked like, I was actually meditating on Elk Mountain. If you have not listened to that that, um, podcast yet, go find that podcast. It's called The Day That God Called Me to the Mountain. Profound experience. I did a 21-day meditation on the mountain with God and with Jesus and many other masters and angels. I took a a picture of a cloud one day, although this one, 
I actually could see the face forming. Um, I took the picture of it. But what I didn't realize, I didn't know who it was going to be, to be honest. But when I was looking at the pictures later, it was actually the exact picture of Melchizedek. And Melchizedek is in one of my decks. I was just looking behind me to see if I have that deck behind me. Um, I'm going to pause this and I'm going to run and get it. I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back and I do have my Melchizedek picture in front of me. My, the card from the Oracle deck. And how funny, it's funny when I said that, I have that picture, Melchizedek, the time, I have a timer in front of me that tells me how long the podcast is or how long I'm running. And the number 811 popped up as soon as I said his name. Now that is a number that I see probably at least 10 times a day, wherever, whether it's on license plates or actual time that I'm looking at the clock, look down at my phone, or... A receipt from a grocery store, like 811 is huge for me. And 811 means the money is coming. And, you know, my private, I mean, honestly, my private Facebook group, my my inner circle, if you will, the, the BLC, the Badass Light Workers Club, that's kind of my inner circle. And they know a whole lot more about me. Believe it or not, if you think you couldn't, you didn't know it all. There's actually more to the story. But they know, this elite group, they know what I'm manifesting, and it's huge, and it's going to take a lot of money. Um, and so I see 811 a lot as a wink that the money's coming. Just keep the faith, keep the big vision, and we're taking care of the rest. You know, the universe saying, we've got this. So funny that that just happened as soon as I said Melchizedek, because Melchizedek is the master of the law of attraction, like helping you attract what it is that you are wanting to call into your life. So I'm just, so this the deck is called Ascended Masters Oracle Cards by Doreen Virtue. It was my probably my second or third deck I ever bought, and I have maybe over 20. So the Melchizedek Spiritual Law of Attraction card um, has his face on it. Um, and he has um, the cube. I'm looking, I can't remember the name of the cube, to be honest. Um, I'm looking at the... I know it's on here in the meaning of this card. Okay, so he's, it just says he's a great spiritual master of alchemy and sacred geometry, the building blocks of matter. So he has this cube in front of him. It's all lit up and sparkled. So this face, when I was sitting on the mountain meditating, um, it might have been like day 20 or 21. It was right towards the end. I did 21 days of meditation straight. And I mean, it was a commitment. It was 30 minutes, 35 minutes from my house each way. So I drove to this mountain every day for 21 days, meditated. Sometimes I sat and meditated. Sometimes I walked and meditated. I journaled. I would lay. I actually was laying on the ground one day on my mat or towel. I took a big towel there. And I could feel the heartbeat of the mountain. And it was amazing. Like my heart was connecting with the, the heart of the mountain. And it's funny, as soon as I just said that, it was 11-11. This is, you just can't make this shit up. But I was laying there and I could feel the heartbeat of the mountain. And I've always seen myself there at the mountain with, you know, being there for years, whether it's setting something up there or spending time there or living up in that area. And I just heard the mountain, I just, not even the mountain, I just heard this overwhelming 
this this voice or this feeling or knowing saying, I called you here. Like the mountain is saying, we've called you here. You have always been called to this space. Like everything, oh, I'm getting chills right now. Everything you have ever experienced or gone through or done, we have been calling you to this. And I want to cry right now. So, whew, goodness. So, <clears throat> get my composure. When we get into that space of that overwhelming, oh my, like right now how I feel, those are the biggest God wings. I mean, I just, I've always known this, but I think I just got one of my biggest aha moments right now. Whew. So, because I can feel my entire team speaking to me right now during this podcast. So God speaks to us through the team, you know, through these guys, through the angels, through our little God winks, through nature. So I'm laying there. They're sitting there the one day laying. I can't remember. But I'm admiring all the clouds and different faces are showing up and I'm taking photos. And one in particular I just felt very drawn to and I kept taking a few photos of it. So when I got home that night, I began reviewing my pictures. I do this all the time. I I just, I have learned. You take pictures and something's going to show up, whether it's orbs, you know, different colored orbs, which are angels quite often, uh, faces in the clouds, hearts in trees that I didn't see when I took the picture. I even have on my Instagram, if you haven't followed me on Instagram yet, get on over there. That's where I post a lot of pictures too. And so I have pictures of hearts that are in the tree, the side of a tree, either carved out, or one has a heart that actually, it's huge, but it also looks like angel wings. I have gotten pictures of fairy, fairy houses inside of little the base of trees, and there's one where it's actually a skull that's hanging over the front door, and then there's another one where there's an eagle, and those are on my Instagram. So just go find my name on Instagram and follow me there. I'd love to see you there. So this day I'm reviewing the photos and that face. And to me, immediately when I saw it on my computer, I was like, oh my God, that's, that's Melchizedek. And it's the exact photo. It's the face exactly how it is on my card, my spiritual law of attraction card. So when I was up doing that meditation for 21 days, I was doing so much um, praying and, you know, I've learned to be in the flow, you also have to ask. You have to ask the universe to help you, and you have to also allow it to help you. So it's asking and allowing, and then also doing your part. I realized that that was a huge wink for me. Melchizedek was with me at that time. No, Melchizedek was letting me know the spiritual law of attraction is working. What you're doing is working. I'm right here. I am manifesting this with you, like literally showing up above you in the clouds. Here I am. So Melchizedek has been um, associated with Archangel Michael and Jesus in many ancient spiritual texts, um, including some that interchange his name with Michael and Jesus. So how appropriate that he would show up when I connect with Jesus and Archangel Michael every single day. So, how funny that I'm going, gosh, how did we get a... <laughs> so, this is all leading to my story of how I saw Jesus, or the, the day I saw Jesus. So, sometimes I, I was walking in one of my other magical forests that I love to walk through. And I honestly don't remember at the time what I was going through, but something was happening in my life, perhaps with a relationship or 
business, but my guess for some reason I'm, I'm, it's coming up relationship, but I'm walking and I was asking Jesus to be very close. So I asked my team to come close and I say, I want to feel you. I want to know you're here. And I remember walking and I was, it was kind of intense, not in a negative way, but I was very intent in, I need to know you're here right now. And I was walking at a brisk, brisk pace. Sometimes I walk quickly and I was walking and it was a cold afternoon. It was, I think, last fall or spring, right around winter time. You know, somewhere either coming into winter or coming out, but it was real, it was a little chilly. And I'm walking and I'm walking and I'm like, Jesus, I really need your help with this. I just need guidance. Just please surround me, be close to me and be so close that I have no doubt that you're here. Like, I think that's exactly how I said it. And I was looking down at my feet, you know, because it's uneven ground and I'm making sure I'm not tripping over anything. And I, for a, uh, I, it might have been two seconds, two or three seconds, brief, but so profound. To my left, as I'm looking down at the ground walking, just all of a sudden, this beautiful form came in. I could see a foot in a sandal. I could see a white robe, and I'm going to cry. I cry every time. Then I saw his foot, and I knew that he was there. And I felt like, I mean, just this profound, you're, you're right there. You've always been there, but thank you for letting me see this. And every time I tell that story, I, cr- I mean, I was sobbing when I saw it. It was just, I felt so loved. I, didn't, I don't even know how to explain it. It's something you have to experience. And I'm crying now because I remember how amazing it was. So I saw his foot for a few seconds. And, I mean, it was life-changing for me. I'm glad you guys listen to me blubbering sometimes. <laughs> but I'm sure you can feel, too, the profound love and just amazement that that happened. <sighs> so, you know, as it, it came in and it was, I mean, it was not some kind of see-through apparition. It was full-formed foot in a sandal, white robe, taking steps with me. I only saw the right foot. I know it was the right foot because that's the way the foot was shaped and it was the foot nearest me. And it was for a moment or two, two seconds, but it was enough. So from that moment forward, I mean, I always knew he was around me, but that was just, um, you know, literally concrete evidence for me because I saw it for myself. So I want you, I want to encourage you that you do, you know, if Jesus is the one you talk to or or feel close to, I do. I don't, I wouldn't say I always have, to be honest, as a kid or growing up, I don't think I had that feeling because I think I was fighting. I was fighting everything. I was fighting my destiny. I was fighting everything. My parents, the way I was brought up, I just was, I was disgusted with it all. (laughs) So um, yeah, when we're in that, just like, I don't believe in this. Cause I didn't, I questioned my dad so many, so many times growing up that things just didn't sound right to me. I mean, even as a six year old, I'd question him on his sermons. <laughs> he didn't like it, believe me, but I still questioned him. And now I understand why I knew as that little girl, this was not right. Like God was not condemning us. He wasn't calling us a sinner and he definitely was not casting us to hell. So 
Ah, so I want to talk about the many ways that Jesus has helped me and how he can help you because he loves us all the same. We are all, I literally want to say like his siblings, if not almost childlike to him, like his children, like his flock that he watches over. So I call on Jesus for every reading that I do for anyone. We always start with a prayer and I call in our team and Jesus is always one of them that I call in. I call him in to help clear homes, whether it's my own or others of any kind of lower or negative energy and whatever you want to call stuff that you think's in your house, whether you want to use the word entity, fallen angel, negativity, ghost, doesn't matter. I call it lower negative energy. Lower does not mean lower than me. Lower means an energy that is not of love or above, that beautiful light. That's all it means. So I call Jesus. I call in Archangel Michael. But before I even do that, I ask God to shine his light down within and around my home or whoever's home I'm working on. And I don't have to be with someone to clear their home. I can do it long distance. I can do it remotely. And I can do it whether we're talking at the same time or face-to-face on the computer during a session, or I can do it without them being a part of it. It doesn't matter. You know, Jesus, Archangel Michael, God's light, the, the spiritual team, there are no blocks. There are no, there's nothing that they cannot do. And I will always profess that I do not do this work alone. My team, your team, universal team, we're always doing this together. So I call Jesus or God's light into the home and I ask him to blast it, like turn up the flow, make it bright as heck, like bright, shining light in that home, around that home. And then I call in Jesus and Archangel Michael to go in and clear that home. And I have the ability to actually see into someone's home while I'm doing this. And it does blow people away because I can uh, describe certain areas in their home that are problematic, or I can actually describe what their house looks like on the inside, things that are going on. And, and it's something I do when I'm when that's what I'm working on. So it's not like I go about my day and I can see in people's homes because I don't want to. It's when I'm working with the client and we're clearing a space. And then it all opens up and I can see into that space and I know what we need to do. I always ask Jesus to go over and touch whatever it is. If there's an uncrossed soul or a fallen angel or something that just feels icky to the homeowner, I always ask Jesus to go up and touch that being, that soul. Because as soon as Jesus touches that being, they know exactly where they're supposed to be. Everything comes to light. They have this awakening of, oh my God, I've been here this long, or why am I stuck here, or I'm ready to go home. Whatever it is, it's always different. Archangel Michael is always there to help and assure that everything moves swiftly and easily. And I quite often see Jesus actually carry the soul into the light because once they have discovered or come to the realization that oh my god okay I'm ready to go home I've been here this long or I've been stuck and didn't realize it or even fallen angels don't realize it's bizarre it's gonna sound bizarre they get here and forget just like we do so if you think of it that way we're all this enlightened being the soul this light that comes down into this body We forget, so we start trying to do everything ourselves down here. We get these blocks to start. The same thing happens for the fallen angels. Again, if you have not listened to my podcast about them, I would suggest that you do. There's fallen angels and there's fallen angels part two. There's two different ones. Please listen to those. 
I can guarantee you it will truly shift your your belief system into more into light. So I just did this the other day with a friend of mine, Amy, and we actually cleared uh, one of her family members' homes together. She was having some difficulty, and I've worked with her several times, and she called me and said, you know, can you help me with this? She's a very close friend of mine. I consider her like a sister in a past life probably. And I said, well, absolutely, but I want to take you through it myself. Like, I want to do it with you so that you can, you know, so that you'll know what to do and how to do it next time. So we did. We started clearing this home, and I described the curtains that actually I saw a fallen angel hiding behind a a pair of curtains. I've never been in this home, by the way. And I described the color of the curtains, and I saw it peeking out. And um, I did find out since then that those curtains do exist, and I did. it was the color that I saw and in the room that I saw. So I asked Jesus and Archangel Michael to go to that fallen angel, and I asked Jesus to go, go, take the angel home. And I've never seen Jesus do this before. And Amy's a very visual person as well. Like we both kind of opened up, you know, I was an empath. So I felt stuff all the time. But I have since opened up to all of my abilities. I can see things, I can hear things, I can know things. And that's what I help my, my one-on-one coaching clients do as well. You know, people get stuck in this, you know, a lot of people teach, If you have this one sense that you need to just really enhance that one and that's the one that's going to guide you, that's bullshit, okay? That's a limiting belief. We have the ability to open to anything and everything, those beautiful spiritual senses that we have. I did not see stuff before. I can see anything now. So Amy and I were envisioning what was happening or visualizing it. And as I was describing, I said, oh my gosh, Jesus is, he's kneeling. He is kneeling in front of that angel and, and, asking him to come home. And I can hear Amy sniffle. Now, every time I've seen Jesus take a beautiful angel home, a fallen angel, it's more perfect. Like that gets me emotionally for some reason more than if I see him carry um, a soul that hasn't crossed over that was human. So I could hear Amy sniffling. So I knew what was happening. She was seeing the same thing. And she cleared her throat and we, we were both sniffling and starting to cry. And she said, Oh my God, I see it. He has his hand stretched out to the angel and he's asking him to come home. Yes, I have chills right now as I say that. It was a beautiful thing. The angel just fell into his arms. Now you're thinking fallen angel. To me, they show up as this darker, grayish, blackish, leathery looking skin. I believe what people think they see are demons. Demons, Satan, whatever the terms you want to use. So... And they, people say they see this thing with red eyes. Yep, that makes sense. That's what fallen angels, they'll show up. Whatever's going to scare you the worst, that's what they're going to show up as. So we saw this angel fall into Jesus's arms, just limp. You know, the angel's worn out. You think of going from that high energetic um, vibration of this angel being into a fallen angel here that does not have that, that light vibration, has lost its powers, and it... They are always, always just worn out. So as Amy and I were crying softly, and I told her, I said, this is what it's like. Like, I'm so excited that you got to experience this because is this not the most profound, loving thing that you have felt? And she said, yes, that's why I'm bawling. And I said, I know, it's amazing. So we watched as Jesus carried that beloved angel into the light. And then we can always see it shift into that light being back to the color it was, 
the, as if, I don't know, a better way to say it than just saying the life goes back into that being. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So Jesus can help us with so much. He comes through in healing sessions when I'm working with people. He will often come in with uh, his mother, Mother Mary. And I take clients to a place called the, the Angel's Crystal Healing Palace. And I always take them to a place where they can, they can feel it, envision it, visualize it, whatever it is. They might just know it. It's a place that our souls remember. They know the space that the angels worked on us. So our soul will always remember um, when I'm taking someone to a place, the soul remembers. But oftentimes Jesus comes in walking with Mother Mary on his arm and she's carrying a pail of water. Now, I don't do guided meditation and I say stuff and then that's what happens. I'm saying it as I'm seeing it occur. So I'm telling the client, as they're laying on the amethyst crystal bed, well, Jesus and Mother Mary just entered the room. She's carrying a pail of water. And then what happens is Jesus often goes up to the head of the client while they're laying on that bed in that um, special place. He'll put his hands over their head or over their shoulders, but usually their head. And he will just infuse them with so much white, it's like a white golden light. And it moves through their body and it's healing things and it's removing toxins. And Mother Mary will sit at the base, at the end of the bed, at their feet. And she takes a sponge, a beautiful soft sponge. I'm just trying to think of what, it, um, what it's called, what I'm seeing. Um, oh, gosh, what is it? like? Um, it's a brownish color sponge. It has like little dents in it or little holes. It's a soft, squishy sponge. I don't know what you call that. But she places it, fills it with water, and then she pours the water over the feet and it cleanses into the pail. Like she's removing the toxins and taking it into the water in the pail, and it just turns into these beautiful sparkles of light. So Jesus helps us with our healing. I oftentimes, if something is bothering me or I realize that I have once again started carrying the burdens of others, I will take a moment to sit, and I will sit quietly, and I will call him in, and I will ask him to please take these from me. They usually show up for me with my shoulders hurting, or my neck hurting, and I realize that once again, I've either carried the burdens of others or burdens of my own that I have put too much emphasis on. So we can be in the flow of this amazing grace and love and light and miracles, but then we can get in the way with our thoughts and we can block things. And so when that happens, that's another time I ask Jesus to come, please release this from me. And then I'll just, you know, I literally can feel him or see him or I just know he's lifting it from me. And then all of my pain actually leaves my body. All right. Well, I have given you several ways to, to know that Jesus is there to help you. And he's here to help any, anyone and everyone. He, that's all he wants. He wants us to be happy. He wants us to feel loved. He wants us to feel good. So call on Jesus anytime that you, just anytime. I call him every single day. Uh, My day is filled with talks with Jesus or thanking Jesus, singing. It's funny, I I oftentimes have songs that pop up in my head, and they're songs from childhood that we sang at church, and so many of them have to do with Jesus. And, you know, that song, Jesus Loves the Little Children. I love to walk around and just sing that in my home. By the way, just so you know, the uh, December 
the December BLC, the Badass Light, Lightworkers Club, um, for the month of December, one of the items in that, um, in the content is I have recorded that healing meditation, that guided meditation where I take you to the crystal, the angel's crystal palace. And you actually will be, you will go through that with the angels and with Jesus and Mother Mary. It's a profound and very healing meditation. And that comes from my clients who have told me. It is beautiful. It is amazing. And it is meant to help heal whatever is needed, body, mind, and spirit. So as the BLC works, it is um, whatever you pay for. So if you start in December, you get all of December's content, and you have that for life. That's a lifetime access. So anytime you need to go back to that meditation, that's just one of them in that whole month. But anytime you need it, you can go back and listen to that. All right. I'm going to sign off for now. I am sending so much love and light to you. And if you want to get up, you know, up close and personal and get in this uh, amazing group with me, the BLC, we'd love to have you. It's such a, it's just a big ball of love of badass lightworkers. And my clock says 333. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. So a little quick snippet. Threes are the master's number, the ascended masters, like Melchizedek that I spoke about, Jesus. Jesus is the master too, Mother Mary. There's many ascended masters who live here on earth as human, and they guide us from above. So another wink as I'm signing off. And I know that's a wink for me because the BLC, I was dragging my feet for many, many months. I finally just kicked my own ass and, and did it. So... I hope to see you there. If not, I'll see you on the next podcast. And thank you again for listening. I love you all. God bless. Thank you so much for listening to Stepping into the Light. Be sure to visit juliatreat.com to connect with Julia on a more personal level. She offers a variety of programs to help you continue on your spiritual journey. Julia is a master at helping her clients move into their own spiritual gifts with grace and ease, and her one-on-one -on -one coaching programs are consistently selling out due to her students' overwhelming success. Visit juliatreat.com to check out all of the juicy details.